Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Labor 6. Seizing the Girdle of Hippolyte. The great presiding one called unto him the teacher watching over Hercules. The time is drawing near, he said. How fares the son of man who is a son of God? Is he prepared again to venture forth and try his mettle with foe of a different sort? Can he now pass the sixth great gate? And the teacher answered, Yes. He was assured within himself that when the word went forth, the disciple would arise to labors new. And this he told the great presiding one within the council chamber of the Lord. And then the word went forth, Arise, O Hercules, and pass the sixth great gate. Another word likewise went forth, though not to Hercules, but unto those who dwelt upon the shores of the great sea. They listened and they heard. Upon those shores dwelt the great queen, who resigned o'er all the women of the then known world. They were her vassals and her warriors bold. Within her realm of men, not one was found. Only the women gathered round their queen. Within the temple of the moon, they daily worshiped and there they sacrificed to Mars, the god of war. Back from their annual visit to the haunts of the men they came. Within the temple precincts they awaited word from Hippolyte, their queen, who stood upon the steps of the high altar, wearing the girdle given her by Venus, queen of love. This girdle was a symbol, a symbol of unity achieved through struggle, conflict, strife, a symbol of motherhood, and the sacred child to whom all human life is truly turned. Word has gone forth, said she, that on his way there comes a warrior whose name is Hercules, a son of man and yet a son of God. To him I must give up this girdle which I wear. Shall we obey the word, O Amazons, or shall we fight the word of God? And as they listened to her words, and as they pondered o'er the problem again a word went forth saying that he was there ahead of time waiting without to seize the sacred girdle of the fighting queen forth to the son of god who was likewise a son of man went to Polity, the warrior queen he fought and struggled with her and listened not to the fair words she strove to speak he wrenched the girdle from her only to find her hands held out and offering him the gift, offering the symbol of unity and love, of sacrifice and faith. Yet grasping it, he slaughtered her, killing the one who dowered him with that which he required. And as he stood beside the dying queen, aghast, and that which he had done, he heard his teacher speak, My son, why slay that which is needed close and dear? Why kill the one you love, the giver of good gifts, custodian of the possible, 
why kill the mother of the sacred child? Again, we mark a failure. Again, you have not understood. Redeem this moment. Here again, you seek my face. Silence fell, and Hercules, gathering the girdle to his breast, sought out the homeward way, leaving the women sorrowing, bereft of leadership and love. Unto the shores of the great sea again came Hercules. Close to the rocky shore he saw a monster of the deep, holding between his jaws poor Hesion. Her shrieks and sighs rose to high heaven and smote the ears of Hercules, lost in regret and knowing not the path he trod. Unto her help he promptly rushed, but rushed too late. She disappeared within the carnivorous throat of the sea serpent, that monster of ill fame. But losing sight of self, this son of man, who was a son of God, breasted the waves and reached the monster, who turning towards the man with swift attack and roaring loud opened his mouth. Down the red tunnel of his throat rushed Hercules in search of Hesion, finding her deep within the belly of the monster. With his left arm he seized her and held her close, whilst with the trusty sword he hewed his way from out the belly of the serpent into light of day. And so he rescued her, balancing thus his previous deed of death. For such is life, an act of death, a deed of life, and thus the sons of men, who are the sons of God, learn wisdom, balance, and the way to walk with God. From out the council chamber of the Lord, the great presiding one looked on, and from his post beside, the teacher too looked on. Through the sixth gate again passed Hercules, and seeing this, and seeing both the girdle and the maid, the teacher spoke and said, Labor the sixth is over. You slaughtered that which cherished you, and all unknown and all unrecognized gave unto you the needed love and power. You rescued that which needed you, and thus again the two are one. Ponder anew upon the ways of life, reflecting on the ways of death. Go rest, my son. All right. Well, thank you, Eduardo, for that lovely rendition of the myth. And um, you always do it with so much care and intention. Um, and so I know I am so grateful for that work. And um, I know the listeners very much enjoy it. And it very much ties this myth together. Um, because you have to experience the myth, because this myth is experiencing within you. And so when we are able to hear it, aspects of it are going to resonate and hopefully add even more density to the conversations that we're going to kind of conduct on this, this sixth labor. And, you know, as we approach the sixth labor, we're going to see certain aspects that we haven't faced yet in the story. Um, now, there's going to be um, a tribulation in this story, just like we experienced in the first sign, in the first labor, which was in Aries. And what we're going to kind of see here is, is a failure, but now the failure is actually the failure within the feminine aspect of consciousness. If that first failure um, which was the the inflation of almost the ego in Aries in the first labor labor. The sixth labor is going to be the not so much the 
the lesson of the inflation of the ego, because that was that was in the first labor. The sixth labor is going to be not listening to that quiet voice of the intuition and not practicing spiritual discernment. We we explode with energy, with fire in this last house with Leo. We experience the spirit of life. We experience the sun at 12 o'clock noon, full illumination, full life force energy. And we were asked to learn to let that flow through us, through Leo. That's where we became the Lion King. And it was this very empowering, inspiring energy that showed us the unique, authentic spirit of who we are. And what we do in the sixth is is we we come down to earth a little bit because not only are we the most special individual in the world, so is everybody else. Everybody else has an authentic unfoldment. Everybody else has a destiny. And in the sixth house, we we learn how we how we dance with others' destinies and how we actually become a service to assist others in their unfoldment and how we service others to unfold ourselves. And most importantly, how we service ourselves and how we unfold the process of healing. Because Virgo in the sixth house is more of a filtration. It's more of filtering through the static so we can get to the pure essence again and get to this inner voice that's trying to speak to us that we might be moving too quickly to to pay attention to and allow it to compound in our process of unfoldment and putting proper action into motion. And so the first thing we want to identify with this this sixth labor was the lack of instruction that Hercules received. So as we're as we're going through this story, it's it's very slight, but it it, it really pulls our attention to it. Hercules is arisen to the sixth task, but he's just told to go on the sixth task, there the sixth labor. There is no debriefing that is conducted with Hercules. If we go back to the, the previous lessons, there, there was debriefing. There was an explanation of what the problem was and what the, what the solution needed to be. Hercules is just awoken and he is sent on his journey. Now, this is, this is something that we need to understand as a very important process. Now, we are told about the labor, but if we really look at, the, at what is being spoken to us, it very much discerns who heard what information. Hercules was just told to go on the sixth labor. The word about Hercules coming to collect the girdle, that was sent to the feminine energy of the Amazon tribe of women that Hercules is going to encounter. That debriefing, even though it was presented to us was not presented to Hercules. And he just acted very quickly and he just took off for the journey. And as well as when this group of feminine warriors received this information, they received the information and they too did not have time 
to actually put it through discernment. They received this information of Hercules, and as they were receiving this information, they are also alerted that Hercules has arrived early, and he is already here, and a battle just unfolds. At no point in the sixth lesson was Hercules told that he was going to need to take this by force. That was never presented because the the information that Hercules is is supposed to call upon here is is an intern an internal realization and an internal discernment of the guiding of this life force energy that we found in the fifth house. And so when we are approaching these lessons, the solution of the lesson that came previous is not the solution of the lesson that we find ourselves in. These are all spiritual enfoldments of archetypal principles that we all have to experience. And so it's not always going to be a cut dry solution. We take it always through these angles of consciousness and these angles of perspective of see and wholeness from these 12 viewpoints to understand how these lessons unfold within us. And so the connection to the life force spirit energy in the fifth house was the lesson of the fifth house. In the sixth house, it is slowing that down for discernment and analyzation so we harvest the fruit that we want to through our actions. The sixth house and the sixth labor is going to help us direct, ground, and find housing units for that universal life force that eternally flows through us. And that's what we're collapsing in the sixth house because the sixth house, we are again now dancing with the element of earth. So it has to do with form. This has to do with the five sense reality. This has to be, this has to do with actually creating the containers for this creative life force to find conscious existence in this reality. And this is what is working through us. And this is what we're creating. This is why this is the sign of the harvest, because this is looking at the seeds. And more deeply, what we're going to find is this very much represents the womb. This is this is our reconnection with the womb. We in the sixth labor, it's it's the last point before we cross the threshold into the external. In the first six houses, we have gone on the internal journey. We've gone through the underworld through those six houses. We've gone through the me and here. And what's about to happen right now is we're about to cross the threshold. We're about to cross the threshold to the me out there, which is the seventh house. And we're actually going to, we're going to go from darkness into light. And it's not so much in a spiritual sense, it's more of the seventh through really the 11th is the external world. It's what lights up for us. It's what we see. These first six houses are the inside of our consciousness. And the seventh through the 11th, and as we can kind of continue with the 12th, although the 12th is going to be the completion of pulling them all together, 
even life and death, we're going to see our aspect of ourselves out there. But before we can go out there, we need to cross with the mother again. And we cross with the womb. Because this this womb that we meet in the sixth house that is going to be this connection with this idea of spiritual discernment is the womb that the savior of the of the savior of the world is gestated in. The Virgo is going to represent our ability to take our spiritual energy and put it into the housing unit of nature and of consciousness and of creation. And we're very much going to learn through this sixth house that that universal life force and creation are one. They're not, they're not two separate things. It's not creation and it's not God. It's God and creation together. And so <clears throat> with this sixth house and this, this dance with this mother, we, we are asked to slow down again um, and, and process, analyze, and take that ability of discernment to guide this, this universal life force. And, it's it's very much almost this like pulling down to reality. If we almost think of we almost think of that life fourth energy in the fifth house as like that, you know, those everything's going good. We're feeling that energy of life. Maybe we went to yoga in the morning. We got a great like green smoothie. We just got back from the farmer's market and we're about to make a salad and we're so excited and that that we're just going with the flow of life. And everything is just going where it is. And we're really like feeling that Lion King energy. And we're like cutting up this cucumber that was like the star of our salad. And we cut up a slice and we just pop one in our mouth and we chew it. And we're like, that, that's, a, that's a zucchini. I, I bought a zucchini that wasn't a cucumber. And now, although this is a very simple way of looking at how this Virgo happens, what this shows is when we're too sometimes wrapped up in that life force energy and we're not paying attention to this five sense reality, we can make mistakes. And now that's not a very big mistake. We could see how that life force energy could create a big mistake. And we see how it actually created a big mistake with Hercules. He was just acting without thinking. He was acting without analyzing. This life force was just flowing through and he wasn't processing what the environment was trying to teach him. He wasn't looking at the the lesson that the universe was asking of him. He was just acting on this pure fire instinct. And he is going to slay the mother of consciousness, the mother of the sacred child, which is us slaying that internal voice within ourselves. It's us denying the womb of that savior of the world. And what we do here and what we're looking to kind of create through and understand through this story is how we nurture the womb of the Christ consciousness. How do we actually connect with this? And what we're kind of seeing with the sixth house is, is a lot of the times that this does feel like it's almost this separation that is created from this internal voice that we have to reconnect to. And that's and that's what the concluding aspect about this about this story really does when when Hercules ends up saving the female 
um, at the end. And it, it's our it's our ability to know that we can make mistakes and come back and reconnect with that. We all go through this process of denying that inner voice of spiritual discernment. And we have to learn the consequences of this. And they're dire, just like he feels when he slays the queen. And immediately the voice comes to let him know that he failed. He has failed his mission. And we we feel for him there because we've known that voice, that voice of, you didn't have to do that. It was, it was more simple than that. And that's what Virgo in the sixth house teaches us. It's no, it was, it was simple. You just, the, the girdle was, it was for you. It was surrendered. It was, it was also simple. And we see this from both characters, from both the queen and from Hercules, because the queen and the Hercules are representing you. Remember, all of these characters are you. This is, this is not happening outside of you. This is happening within you. This is, the, this is that young conscious energy. Instead of embracing the heart and bringing what's so dear to us closer, it slayed it. And that's not what this process is about. This process is about wholeness. This process is, is about connecting back to what is pure, connecting back to the essences, what is us. In the sixth house, in the sixth house, we are asked to remember who we are again. In the first house of Aries, and we think about our rising, the entire time, it's it's like our angel on our shoulder just telling us not to forget. It says, don't remember this. Don't, don't forget this. Remember this. Remember this. And as a young child, as we are first dancing with consciousness, and we're still in between that aspect of falling into the body and being connected to that womb that we just left, we're like, of course, I'm not going to forget this. How could I forget this? I, I see everything as it is. You see auras as a child, you know, as a young, young baby. Right. But then there's this process where you do forget it. You start becoming an individual entity and you become aware of yourself and you start grilling a personality and you and you do forget the things you promised you wouldn't forget. Well, in the sixth, it's it's the it's the mother whispering us to us one more time to remember, do not forget. And again, the mother speaks to us in a very quiet voice. And this is why the sixth house is all about filtering out the static and simplifying. It's all so simple. And it was all so simple for Hercules, but he overcomplicated it. Virgo in the sixth house is going to be about streamlining. It's about be going from point A to B. How do we simplify? And we dance with simplification within form, so when we reach the sign of completion in the 12th house, we see the simplicity in the whole story of consciousness. And we look back on everything. And we look back on Pisces and even the 12th, 12th disciple of the Last Supper of Da Vinci's painting. You can even look in the 12th house. Look at the far right. It's It's the disciple on the far right, if you read it like a Western book, 
He's got his hands up and he's telling Aquarius and Capricorn, it's so simple. And then if you look to the sixth, which would be Mary, which is Virgo, which is the right hand of Jesus, and this is your right hand, which is your intuitive consciousness. This should be your right hand individual is your sacred feminine. And she's sitting to the side of Jesus. And they have a trinity between them. There's a triangle between them that's created. And Leo is talking into her ear, just like we spoke about Leo's like, is Jesus going to look at me? Is Jesus? Does Jesus know I'm here? Hey, does, Jesus knows I'm here, right? And Virgo is just listening to Leo and just telling Leo, Leo, it's, it's okay. It's simple. It's simple. If we, it becomes more simple when we connect to this inner voice. It becomes more simple when we allow this guidance of the true queen. But we have to come to her in love and we have to come to her in surrender. And it's only by surrendering do we embrace it. We can't take this by force and she can't give it by force. She won't give it by force. We'll, we will smother it. We have to surrender to the sixth house. <laughs> and it's not until Hercules surrenders, it's not until he surrenders from his actual mission. From He feels like he failed his mission and he's on his way and he sees the female in the stress. And although he doesn't feel like this is part of his, his plan and his destiny because he feels like he already fails, he surrenders to saving the sacred feminine and he completes the journey. So the sixth labor really is going to be our guiding understanding of this womb of the Christ consciousness, the savior of the world that will be born in the 12th house. And we'll very much look at the 12th house in a connection with Virgo because they are opposites of each other. This is the womb that that savior of the world is gestated through. And we are going to continue this gestation as we continue through this journey. And as we kind of connect, we will really focus on this idea of discernment, this idea of slowing down, this idea to remember to listen to the voice of the mother, the, the idea of taking the most special aspects of ourselves, which is our intuition and our connection to the subconscious and holding it very dear to ourselves and understanding how to utilize this in a unfolding, constructive, proper gestation way for this Christ consciousness to develop within us. And so I know there's a lot of... um you know, and now I'm very excited to continue this conversation. And there's so much more to unpack. Um, and we know this. Um, and so I'm I'm kind of interested, my friend. Like, what is I know you said that this sparked so many things within you. What was the what was the first thing that jumped out of you for you from this story? Well, thank you so much for um, you know, just that clear explanation as to where the story is heading here with the sixth labor and, you know, more importantly, you know, the path that the hero is taking so far that we've, you know, spoken about and how it relates to, 
you know, this energy of Virgo that is brought in the sixth house. And so there's obviously a lot of questions that I have in regards to the idea of moving too quickly and, you know, how the, um, there was someone I was reading about talking about how it's the mother of the harvest as far as in Virgo goes, but I know we'll get to that in part two with this labor, it kind of comes quick and you talked about it. So there's no, um, there's lack of instruction for the task at hand. And I want to start with there, you know, right there with that, you know, idea here with the myth and why it starts that way. Why is it that, you know, he must go and do this task. And at the same time, those receiving him are also not giving a lot of time to sort of analyze. And you talk about filtration a lot and how the, um, how they, how they receive Hercules at the same time. You know what I mean? They don't really have, much of a plan or an idea as to why he's coming or what his intentions are when he comes to retrieve the girdle. You know what I mean? So if you want to start from there, man, we can, yeah, that was kind of like what, what I liked, you know? Absolutely, man. This, this sixth labor very much provides instruction for how we actually house this fire invigorating creative force of energy that we meet in the fifth labor. And that's exactly what we're looking for as a housing unit. This is the the container that's going to help us discern how we use this spiritual creativity that bursts through us in Leo. And it does, it bursts onto the scene and life bursts onto the scene to you. You know, we can't always, there is, we have to take the proactive decision to stop and analyze situations and actually like pull ourselves down. And so this Virgo, which we're going to kind of learn as this mutable earth is very much going to allow us to kind of pull ourselves down to the situation to be able to use discernment in, in how we discover things. You know, um, it's, it's an interesting energy we met in the fifth house, which is that energy of like, Oh, I am everything. Like I am the Lion King. I am everything. And then we get to the sixth house and we're like, I'm still everything. But then we look around and like, but so is everybody else. Everybody else is the Lion King. So we learn to kind of share this unique kind of energy and to be like, hey, not only am I on my own destiny, but everybody else is on their own destiny. And there's just really this kind of this, this, almost as like meeting point before we kind of come into Libra, where we really start to establish those one-on-one relationships. But this this Virgo is, is like a checking in before we check out and cross the threshold into the seventh labor and the seventh house and the seventh sign. Because what we're kind of finishing with Virgo is the first six signs, which very much almost represent the journey of the internal self. And we're going to kind of break this down. We're actually going to do an exercise um, in a maybe next episode of the episode after of working our way through the six houses and really looking at how the consciousness was developed. Well, the sixth house is like a consolidation and an organizing energy of all of those five aspects of consciousness that have compounded on top of each other to open up this destiny or this doorway into the sixth lesson. And so it's very much this consolidation in this organization of everything that's unique about us. Um, And that's what this Virgo is really going to kind of 
look to accomplish in our lives is the organization. And most importantly, you know, trying to get to ourselves to even understand ourselves in almost like a simple, straightforward, more grounded way um, is what's going to kind of come up with this this Virgo energy. Um, but it very much is a it's kind of a completion. You know, we came online in that first house. We found that we had our first dance with form in the second. We learned about communication in the third. In the fourth, we experienced the home. In the fifth, we experienced the creative self. And now it's all kind of coming together to be organized in Virgo. And what it really is kind of almost a representation of is us reconnecting to the sacred feminine before we cross the threshold into the external reality, which is going to represent kind of the seventh sign in the seventh house um, as we kind of make that way. And so we very much have this recrossing with the mother in a new expression. And that's how you were kind of talking about like, oh, it's it's very connected to like the harvest and the nurturing. Um, and that's very much what we're going to kind of experience here. Um, but this Virgo really allows for us to, um, you know, create discernment in who we consciously are so we can learn how to share it with the world in the most productive and in-service way, which will be kind of a theme that yeah, we're going to kind of look about, at in this, again, in this sign. The, the first, um, the first explanation you have about internal realization and the inner voice um, you know, really kind of encompasses what you're saying in regards to what we're going to move into, um, because that duality is coming together, you know, and having to listen to, um, you said something that I wanted to get back to. You said having to understand, okay, this is what I'm capable of. This is what I carry inside, but so do they is a really good realization for, um, you know, the journey of, of where Hercules not only stands right now, but also for us going into the six wheels, having an understanding of, you know, what that, what that womb actually represents. And so with, when you talked about the inner voice and internalization, that's where I think I was thrown off this whole time um, with the labor is that I thought he had accomplished that, you know, I thought he had understood that, but you, you kind of brought up this energy in Leo that sort of pushes him forward with momentum rather than having that internal realization and listening to that inner voice, right? Absolutely. Like, that setup you talked about, again, it, it, it totally baffles. Absolutely. Absolutely right. You know, he's told very little. She's told, they are told very little. They being the Amazons. And and what comes of that, you know, obviously we already know, you know, someone loses a life and then the, the mission has failed as you were talking about. So very interesting, you know what I mean? There's a lot about Virgo that I want to talk to you about for sure in part two. But still, this kind of, it's its sort of a, the story in itself has its process that you have to sort of go back and sort of re-internalize yourself. Like, what's really happening here? You know, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, kind of like, whoa, okay, like, I, I need to slow down. Like, I'm coming mm-hmm. from a downhill momentum from Leo. I need to just sort of like, take what I know and, you know, um, reassess i guess and this discernment you're talking about is is perfect for that sort of reassessment it's like okay this digestion period of just like okay what what's happening here let's do this right you know let's move forward correctly um which has been happening the whole time but again this one was like a, a clear reminder of momentum getting the best of you if you're not paying attention you know 
Absolutely, man. And you know what we're doing as we make our way through the houses is consciousness, life is getting more complicated. You know, it's not that simple aspect of just, you know, the the early childhood experience where we're still kind of connected to the collective. The individual is developing. The personality is developing. The shadow is developing. And so this is representing even that rite of passage that we all kind of go through when we unknowingly sacrifice the internal mother inside of us because of our actions. You know, we don't have to slay this physical energy to learn this lesson. We've all done this through those teenage years, even when we did something that our younger youth wouldn't have done. You know, we would have never thought about doing that. But then for some reason, as like a teenager, that anxiety, that angst, that excitement burst us over. And all of a sudden now we are throwing eggs at our friend, which we would have never done before. But like it was the excitement took over the situation. But if we really sat with ourselves, we'd be like, actually, six-year-old Daniel would have been like, that's not cool. Like that wasn't cool what you just did. But we, so we, we sacrifice this, this nature as we become the persona, the persona starts to kind of take form. Um, and even through the, like the process of indoctrination into our cultures, we lose a lot of this sacred feminine energy. And so it's very fascinating, um, you know, because it's, it's almost like a, the house almost and the labor almost is this this um is this phase of um remembering and not forgetting um cuz it's like you know it's we kind of think of it as like that first sign with the rising sign um it's almost like you're an infant right it's like when you're just been born and you just had that separation and like it's truly like the angels are speaking to you and you're so connected and you're in that aura and it's when you're in that stage of like that early childhood existence they're always just like don't forget don't forget like remember this remember this and you are you're like of course i'm going to remember this like i'm in it right now this is it like i i'm a part of everything and they're like remember this and then what happens is you forget it because you go through this process of differentiation and you start to become an individual well the sixth house is like the virgin the virgo to like quietly remember to like listen to her soft voice of asking us to remember. And that's what Virgo really is going to call for us to do. Simplify things, slow things down, so we can listen to that soft voice of our intuition. Guide this creative energy, which wants to express to the world, which is in a Leo. And this is going to allow us that, you know, that soft voice to kind of do this. And, and, you know, there's a reason why Hercules goes through a process of healing, even though it's a very short process, you know, because he does the deed. Um, and it's, you know, it's it, the funny thing is, is with Virgo, everything is so simple. Like it was so simple. She, she was going to present it to you and then you could have just taken it. It was all so simple. You didn't have to you didn't have to slay her. Like you didn't have to do that, homeboy, but you did it. And like, so he was like grieving over that, right? When a good kind of lesson just to keep with Virgo is keep it simple. It was so simple. It, it, we didn't, you made it too complicated. And so 
we actually go with Hercules on his journey home before he actually completes the labor and saves the feminine within the sea, um, within the whale. We, he's actually grieving, and we're actually going through a healing process. And that's that's a lot what we do in Virgo. Virgo is actually where we heal so we can hear why we're supposed to be here again. So it's like this actually healing stage to where you can, it's not so much this process of like um, externally doing something like Leo, it's more of the internal healing. So more of that Leo fifth house creativity can find more expressions within us. Um, and so it's very much this like healing, nurturing aspect um, that's really going to kind of come down to like self-healing to kind of help us um you know, bridge those deeper connections to that internal self, if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. I mean, you, you talked about it again with distillation, but there's that distilling of that internalized internalized wisdom or like what's going on inside that they can actually like refine the soul. And that's what mm -hmm. I, I, again, I was taken back on. I thought that, that that had already occurred, but just like in the seven stages of alchemy, we talk about how, you know, you just rise to the next octave. Some of these astrological, um, you know, clashes between the, the development or developing, you know, a, a better version of yourself um, have that kind of step where you think you've accomplished or reached a level of understanding. And then you're kind of reminded again, you know, and you talked about that just now with like, listen to it. It is that simple. Like, just listen to it instead you know, we're kind of, again, gaining that momentum from Leo of just being vigorous. You know, you're like, I know mm -hmm. the purpose and the purpose is in this direction. So, ha, you know, but that mm -hmm. energy you talk about, you know, as far as your example of throwing eggs, I totally understand what you, what you mean by that. You know, you know better and you understand what really, um, you know, what, what's right from wrong, but you know, that momentum will take over. And I think that'll happen several times in all of our lives, you know, where, you kind of just go forward without that distillation process. Um, so yeah, no, I, I really, I love it, man. I love the way, uh, again, when we heard this myth and when you, when you listen to the beginning of it, again, it, it ends so quickly and there are some details in there that you just mentioned where he is grieving, you know, and he is having to find a way to replenish or, repent himself, I should say, uh, his, his actual energy, his soul for his purpose on the, the path that he's been on. And, um, and yeah, so he, he does that with, you know, slaying the, the monster and going all the way into the belly and retrieving, um, you know, the sacred feminine. Um, and then we basically carry on. It's such a short, it's such a short, um, story you know it's it's really doesn't need to be long it's very simple and you know like i like what you just said like here here i hand you what you seek but you don't even you know listen or pay attention enough to know that it is that simple and uh that's super telling of what we're going to talk about with virgo you know so I, it's it's exciting you know what i mean like you do you you study this you study that and then when you kind of start to see the blends again I know I haven't talked to you in like a few days, but we've had a few conversations about how to really, you know, um, bring in that understanding of Virgo, but also on how it relates to this myth um, is, has been kind of this, I don't know, it's been a, a, one of my favorite processes so far within the astrological wheel, all the, uh, the whole story and Alice Bailey is wonderful for that reason. But if you actually let it sit like you're supposed to, 
it correlates with the information that you are also having a, a deeper understanding of. You know, you're not rushing information. It's going within that pattern, which is what makes these episodes obviously so timely. You know, we try to put that within what we're feeling physically um, in our surroundings and how to, you know, at least use a little bit of guidance or application um, from the stories that they were left behind for us. You know, I think that's really um, yeah, absolutely, man. Special, and that's, you know and that's exactly personal. what this lesson is looking for is, is that simplicity, um, in the lesson of Virgo simplicity and, you know, this, this kind of analytical filtering through discovery that we learn through Virgo is not always going to be the solution, but s- sometimes through the wheels of experience, it is going to be the solution, you know? And that's, that's what we have to kind of realize. We kind of always remember is it's, it's the same universal life force energy at the common denominator of this, at the one animating force of this wheel, it's one energy these are just the different faces of this energy. So in every house that we enter a new sign, it's just God with a different mask on. And he introduces itself like it's a stranger. And what we're going to do is as we go through this wheel and as we get closer to Pisces, we realize that it was the same God under all the same mask. I was always meeting the same people from the first, my first, you know, Virgil, which was like my rising sign as my first guide all the way until my last, it was the same operating universal energy. And as this mask it shows us is to to keep it simple and to understand that sometimes you are exactly where you need to be. And Virgo allows for this. It allows for a different kind of surrendering, um, even a surrendering in the moment of, you know, oh, I didn't make you the best you know, I didn't make you the best poet of all time, but I still made you the poet you needed to be to have the experiences for your soul to grow. And so it's it's not that Leo where you have to be the greatest. Sometimes it's simple. So, you know, it's, and we do this on our spiritual development so often. We try to overcomplicate. Where do you need me to be? Like, where do I need to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, you know, how am I supposed to be, how can I get better? Or what do I need to be doing more? And the universe is just like, oh my gosh, just just shut up. It's like, don't you ever just think I need you right now to be in your pickup truck, listening to Willie Nelson, looking at ducks? Did you ever think that maybe you this is exactly where you needed to be was right in this moment right here? And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, I, I know. I just thought that like I should be. It's like, you thought, you always are thinking. Like, why can't it just be simple? Like, do you really need to analyze everything? Like, just let it, just let it be. Like, you don't think the universal life force, you don't think I'm trying to put you in the place that you need to be? Like, you have to take my job from me. You can't just surrender to the person you are. Maybe you're not the tallest. Maybe you don't have the greatest bank account. But like, have you ever just thought that like, that's between just you and me, the universal life force in you. And that's, you don't have to validate that to anybody. And maybe like all of this validation you're chasing for external things. Like, did I ever tell you to get that external validation? Like, did you know people who are trying to impress family members, friends, coworkers? It's like the universe is like, no, it was simple for me. 
I never asked you for that. Like you put that on yourself. You put on that idea of, oh, I need to externally, you know, I need to externally look over people and I need to like, the grass has to be greener on my side. It's just like, no, you did that. It was, it was always so simple. Like it was always so easy. And you're the one that over pushed it. You're the one that didn't see the, that the journey was the reward that you were doing. Um, and that it was, everything was a step-by-step process and you were always on the map and you know, you mistake a failure for actual a, a turning point. This Virgo allows us to surrender to very much the natural law. And it's, it's almost like an analytical relationship with grace is what we're connecting here. It's almost the science of grace that we learn to see in Virgo. Um, and it is so, it's, it's so simple, but like, just like you were saying, like going through this one, like it resonated with you because you're like, it was just straight to the point. You know, it was just like, this is this, this is this, this is this. Like, it was like a simple story, but it connected to you because it it's it was very common as well. Because we all know this kind of, we know this relationship with exactly what it is to underthink a situation and I, to I know exactly what you're saying. Situation. And again, I know we'll bring up a lot of this when we really break down Virgo, but... Yeah, I think I think you kind of already nailed it, you know. And it, it is a lot more difficult, you know, to undo that pressure you put onto yourself or the need to act and never really stop and just acknowledge that where you are is where you need to be. Um it's much simpler um said than done, but it is simple. It's just I think programmed in our mind to never be that simple. You know, you talked about how they worship form. And I know that Alice Bailey or in the explanation, they talk about the worshiping of the moon and the worshiping of form and the worshiping of that Mars energy, which is, you know, the God of war here we talked about, but it's like, why are you even going there right now? Do you even know what you're doing with that energy? Do you know why you're moving in that energy? Like, let's take a step back for one second and understand like what your purpose is here before you just act on it and where you are, isn't the, the worst place. Um, that we've put you in, like ta- working through that ki- um, that consciousness you're talking about, that that Christ energy, this this sort of this power that you know needs to work through you, um, will remind you of like just hey, look at this moment. This is what it needed to be. It is that simple. Um, it's a good mantra, I think. Absolutely, you know, here and now, I think is a great idea to kind of think about and you know we're always looking for aspects of where can we where are we overcomplicating things where are we obfuscating even a, a very common truth and you know there's something very when we when we kind of explore the sign of virgo with its connection to even to even the right hand of Jesus, which is going to kind of represent Mary, we we very much find ourselves in another dance of surrendering. And it's this unique kind of aspect of the the surrendering that that comes with Virgo, because we speak about it as this this healing energy. And you know, it's 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 this interesting feminine force because and we'll speak about its ruling planets with 
with its exoteric ruler of Mercury. But you spoke about Mars, though. Mars was spoken about in the myth, though. They worshipped the the Amazon tribe. They worshipped Mars. They were moon and Mars worshippers. And and that's exactly what we're going to kind of see is, you know, we have both the masculine energy that was deconnected from the grounding force and also the feminine energy with the, the moon goddesses, you know, only operating with that Mars and not having that Venus connection to um, to kind of like balance that force. So we do, we have a balanced masculine and an imbalanced feminine. We have an imbalanced masculine as well as an imbalanced feminine in that. Um, but when we're, when we're exploring the exoteric ruler of Mercury here, um, we're really even thinking about how Mercury operates different and in Virgo than it does in Gemini and how Virgo almost deals with the storing of information. If Gemini is like the mind and we almost think about that as like the taking in of information and the inquiring and the reading and like the, the bringing in of that input information um, and the processing of the information. Well, this Virgo is really going to kind of represent the storing of that information and the filing cabinets. Virgo organizes and it it actually does establish filing cabinets and very much that's going to be established in that is also our memories. And so this is why Virgo has a deep connection to the subconscious because your you know your memories actually are in the storehouse of your subconscious. Your your long-term memories are stored in your subconscious. They're activated through your, you know, your active consciousness actually creates the electromagnetic energy in the gray cells of your brain. And that when that energy gets generated together, it can actually extract this file that's in your subconscious. And that's why a certain smell can bring back a memory because that electrical current hasn't crossed paths in that gray matter in your brain in that spot since the last time you had the smell. And that's why it could actually bring back past memories. And so this is also why this is a a very important rite of passage because this is where you come to the to the halls of memory. And this is a different sacred feminine that we have to surrender to. And she'll actually surrender you past memories and repast memories for that process of healing again. And again, it's we heal so we can hear. We heal so we can hear. Virgo teaches us very, very importantly that you have one mouth, but you have two ears. And that's what Virgo's telling Leo when Leo's like tapping on her shoulder and he's just like, hey, is Jesus, is Jesus going to look at me? She's like, Leo, remember two ears, one mouth, you know, and, and it's, it's good. It like pulls us down to remember that for, you know, Virgo's, they do have this deep ability to be able to listen to analyze, to organize. Um, they can simplify things without watering them down. Um, Virgo is so important to gain this, the to help us create the framework of how we operate in this five sense reality in a successful spiritual, mental, and physical way. Well said, man. Well said. I'm actually getting really excited to talk about Virgo. I don't want to go too far ahead. And, you know, the I want to talk about the tri- triplicity. I want to talk about the number six and its significance, and we'll save all that for Virgo. So for those of you right now who are like, oh, I can't wait where they're going with this, it's not till the next episode. So, you know. 
Absolutely, man. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff with Virgo, um, you know, because we're actually, you know, and we'll we'll go deeper into this and we'll kind of talk about the significance of this, but Virgo has a very deep connection to Scorpio. And the reason is, is because they, at one time, um, were a combined sign, Virgo and Scorpio. And that was when we had 10 signs to the Zodiac. And so as we move through consciousness, things need to get sep- simple. Things need to get separated into parts more for us to understand it. We can't understand consciousness and its wholeness as we kind of make our way through this Kali Yuga that we find ourselves in, right? As it goes back around through those cycles, we'll be able to grasp aspects and complete wholeness again. But we can't do this. This is why you need 12 different teachers for each house. It's the same God, but he has to wear a different mask for you because you couldn't perceive it as this one God anymore through this through this process. And now as we spiritually develop ourselves, we obviously make our way back to that. But they um they we've had the more break things up into pieces the further we've gone away from that start of consciousness. We've had to break things up into pieces. And so the original setup, the Zodiac was 10 signs. And what we're going to do here is we're actually going to split Virgo and Scorpio in half. And then that's where we're going to, and we're going to put Libra right in the middle. And this is why Virgo and Scorpio, their sigil looks the same. And one's an M with the arrow coming in and one's an M with the arrow going out. And the end going in is going to be Virgo, and this is going to be more of the internal. And then the Scorpio is going to be more of the pushing out of this energy. But they're very much tied to this, to this almost this sexual identity and this womb of the Christ consciousness that we're going to kind of look into exploring that's getting, because this is where the Christ consciousness gets gestated. Um, it's the womb for, you know, for birth, birth in that Pisces that will that will kind of come later. And the Pisces is going to be like the archetypal simple, where this is like, hey, everything's simple in the micro. Um, and then in, what we're going to do is reach Pisces, and we're like, oh, and the macro is simple as well. Um, it's also simple is what we're kind of concluding. And this is kind of like the halfway point um, to kind of um, begin that journey. Um, but just an interesting fascinating energy what virgo has and i well i love the duality you just talked about there with you know its origin and how it's been split because you know for many individuals listening they may not know that i certainly knew very little of that and again i'm a student of all esoteric and all astrology and all examples that we can discuss on here but there are some things that i definitely can't wait to sort of discuss with you for this reason right here because you know again in the myth we talk about um you know what the purpose really was and we talked about you know this duality and humanity but really we're talking about that split that you're bringing up you know um with both energies and and again that's why i can't wait to break down more with virgo and even talk about the significance of the beast um you know absolutely yeah wink, yeah wink. no <laughs> wink wink right no absolutely um yeah, and you know, I think that the in almost with these these two episodes, I really think we kind of focused on almost the um 
the first half of the myth in this one. And I think the second half, when we kind of speak about what he goes down to save, will make a lot more sense as we break down what the sign of Virgo calls for us to do. I'm really um, glad you we, said that. Does that make sense? No, yeah, because I mean, I know this is happening live right now. It's something that I was going to talk to you about after, but I was like, you know, when we talk about how he goes back to, um, you know, save uh, as a Hesian and, you know, from the belly of the beast, we really didn't, it, it also moves very quickly with that example, I should say rather. Um, but there's something so much more uh, profound that's going on there. Am I right? Or am I just... Uh, a little bit off. Oh no, absolutely. And it's actually the same representation of um, you know, where Pinocchio where that myth between saving his father and the beast is going to be. There's a there's a reason why the whales use, there's reason why the sea, it's all about the collecting of the pearl. Um, absolutely. And this is going to be very much about this healing. And I think that that's really the big theme if we're gonna be kind of connecting something to this. Is this is this service and it's a very much a, a service to self and it's a healing of that internal self so we can connect to the sacred feminine that is um swallowed by the beast um and just you know ravaging our seas internally and so um yeah you know i think the the archetypal significance of that alone is so important and i think we're going to also it will help us approach to this threshold that we're crossing because we really are crossing a very important threshold from the 6th to the 7th um where the me in here is taking a step outside and it's going to meet the me out there um and we have a whole new experience that is going to be kind of conducted um, just as important, not any less or not any more, um, but an experience. And this journey continues and we continue to meet the many faces and the many masks of this universal life force energy um, as it's kind of showing us. Um, but, you know, always remembering that at the lowest common denominator, it is only one energy. Um, and we're just seeing it in its variations. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. And again, Virgo is a lot to take on and I can't wait to continue this conversation, which is, you know, kind of giving me a better idea of where to go with this. Because before we even recorded this, Daniel and I started talking about the myth itself and then we kind of bounce around between the myth and we both agree that, you know what, let's kind of stick towards the purpose of what this is really um, trying to show us within that wheel and the journey through the wheel and the explanation through it. So, you know, it's been some time where we kind of spent trying to figure out where we're at but i had a dude i had such a good time talking to you about this man i know that we've been on different schedules you're on different uh time zones than i am right now but you know as as we all study this and for those who are listening you know i know that we talk about this a lot but you know what's coming with the website is being able to sort of give you those references as to where we study or what we're studying allowing us to then you know all have the same conversation um you know and and understand where that that um that consciousness is coming from uh, within ourselves, but also within the communities that we surround ourselves with and what they actually represent by uh, each individual's interpretation of the uh, that oneness you're talking about. And so when I talk to you, I feel that way. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting. You study on your own, you read what you want to read, and then you kind of just internalize it. Don't really speak to anyone about it. But then when I see you, my guy, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, it's hard not to want to interrupt every time. So, um, but yeah. Great, great, great explanation on that because I was a little bit all over the place. So I can't wait to continue the 
the conversation through the myth, but also moving into Virgo. And uh, I know we got another movie we're going to break down, which I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. And uh, and yeah, I know there's been a couple of people reaching out, um, asking us if, if our website is on and going live. We're in the process of doing all of this right now. So thank you again for your patience always. Yeah, super excited. Um, and again, like we, we were talking the membership page, we are obviously patron will still stay live as long as we've got people there, but we would love everybody to make that transformation over. And we're going to have a lot of cool, deeper content and a much more community driven membership page there, which is so much nicer where you guys can actually connect with each other um, as well. And so um, I think like they say at the rodeo, like yeehaw, and uh, I'm excited. Let's go, man. Now I'm excited for all the things I don't want to even uh, mention until the website is live. So when the website does go live, we'll we'll start kind of updating everyone as to how we can uh, move this all along forward. Awesome, man. Well, uh, anything else? I think until next time. All right, then. Until next time.